welcome to a new episode of the SBE podcast, the place where we share interesting stories of interesting people. My name is Louis Morgner and today I'm joined by Roberta Di Palma, who is a lecturer at the Department of Marketing and Supply Chain Management, but also the lab manager of the newly initiated Digital Experience Lab. The focus of the research you're also interested in is how to use VR for marketing, but also more specifically for education. And that's also what we're going to talk about today a bit more. We're going to talk about how can you use VR to shape the future of education in a sense. However, to get things started, um, I would like to firstly thank you for taking the time um, and yeah, welcome you to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, I'm very excited to be here and tell you a little bit about what we've been doing here at SBE, your own school, and to learn more about what opportunities we have for virtual reality in business education specifically. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> also super excited for this one. So to kick things off, as always, we try to get to know our guests a bit more. And also I'm quite curious to hear a bit about your background and mm -hmm. also your journey to SBE. So in other words, how did you end up uh, where you are today? Yeah, <laughs> great question. So... Um, actually, I've been living here for quite a while now. I moved here when I was 16 years old, so still in high school, and I attended the international school here in Maastricht, and I very quickly fell in love with the city, and also I heard a lot about the reputation of the university itself, so I looked into different programs that they were offering and decided to attend the School of Business and Economics myself. So I'm actually an alumni of SBE. Uh, I have a bachelor's in international business and also a master's in strategic marketing. During my master's, I decided to also start tutoring. So that's how um, I got into education, let's say. And after graduating my master's, unfortunately, that's when the pandemic hit and I was really, really happy with my job. So I decided to, why not? Let's just continue um, as a full-time lecturer at the Department of Marketing and Supply Chain Management. And that's what I've been doing ever since, coming on two years now. Well, that's awesome. So uh, a homegrown UM uh, yes, yeah, person, it's, it's super nice. Uh, you mentioned already how you also got into education a bit, but mm -hmm. the other component that uh, you spend a lot of time with is virtual reality, or yeah. in short, VR. What triggered this spark for you to get into this very new topic that is, I think, a quite recent phenomenon we see? Yeah, well, great question. Well, first of all, as you say, it's a very new topic. There's not a lot of research on VR in education and business school specifically. Uh, so I was very intrigued by that idea in the first place. And I was given the opportunity by Professor Dominic Marr, department head of the Department of Marketing and Supply Chain Management, where I work to lead a project on integrating virtual reality within our courses here at SBE. I applied for this position to be project manager, and um, we started working together since December 2020, and that's where we developed the initial idea of the potential that VR had uh, here within our classes, and I've been working on it ever since. So I came into it quite naturally, and over time developed a great passion for it, And um, yeah, as you will talk about later, I guess, also that also brought on the development of the new digital experience lab. Um, it's been a great journey so far, and I look forward to continuing on discovering the potentials that this new technology has for education. Yeah. So as you already foreshadowed a bit, yeah. uh, VR is one of the things we definitely talk a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, virtual reality, I think is maybe not as intuitive for everyone, right? Yeah. It's a new topic, maybe different definitions even out there. How would you define virtual reality given the work that you do? Yeah, so as you say, it's really hard to define it because it depends on the perception of the person you're asking, right? For me, it's basically a computer 
imported into a headset that transports you into a virtual environment, a simulated environment where you can uh, play games, learn, collaborate, even just socialize with other people. So it's all about this immersive aspect of that goes beyond a simple Zoom meeting, for example, right? Uh, so it's really about being able to interact with other people, have this physical presence with other people, um, which to me is a great value and advantage that VR has versus other technologies that we commonly use within education, such as the smart boards that now all rooms here at SBE have. Uh, it's just a step forward, in my opinion. Well, uh, that's very nice. Um, also, linking to that, what excites you most about VR? Yeah, I think it's the fact that we haven't discovered all its potential yet, right? There's so much that can be done within VR. And it's also important to note that VR in education is not new by any means, actually. Uh, it's been used for decades now for in faculties such as medicine or engineering, the more technical faculties, right, where simulating difficult environments is really di it's really hard. Uh, so they've been taking advantage of VR for quite some time now. Um, and what I think is exciting about applying it for, to business schools is that it hasn't been done that much so far. So we are really at the forefront as a university in implementing this new technology, and I'm excited to see where and how we can use it, but also where not to use it, right? Uh, there's a lot of limitations when it comes to VR, such as motion sickness or the fact that it's a very expensive gadget in itself. So we really need to discover still where it makes sense to implement it and where rather we should stick to our traditional learning mm -hmm. uh, mechanisms instead. Just to lay the groundwork a bit more even mm -hmm. uh, from that, and I think after this we can definitely talk about the Digital Experience Lab or in short DEX Lab yeah. uh, also a bit more. So VR has a variety of applications. Mm -hmm. um, the one that I think is quite natural that maybe a lot of people also know is gaming, I think, right? Where you just jump into the game, you're immersed in the experience and can yeah, uh, play the game in a completely new dimension, basically. What are the other applications next to the ones that you also mentioned that you just see out there? So what can we do with VR today? There is, there's a lot of things we can do. As you said, we can play games. We can play games with other people in VR. So there's kind of this collaborative aspect of it. We can meet other people in VR, which uh, there's, I'm sure you've heard of the new buzzword, metaverse, um, where we can actually go a step further and meet our friends in an interactive manner. Uh, we can shop in VR. We can test new services in VR. For example, a lot of... Um, hospitality, a lot of businesses in the hospitality industry now have been trying to see different ways they can implement VR within their services. Um, think of, for example, amusement parks, which are offering more and more new rides in VR instead of physical rides. This was very important during the pandemic, of course, where amusement parks were closed. Um, so businesses thought, why don't we create an app for people to enjoy the same experience they can when they come here, but from the comfort of their own house. Um, so in essence, there are a lot of things that can be done, uh, but I'm sure more and more will come up in the next few years. That's the projection we see in research yeah. currently. Yeah. Maybe even naively speaking, you could even say that this is enabling a new sort of economy, right? So Absolutely. Digital virtual economy, yeah. which I think also definitely Meta uh, is betting on our Facebook, how we used to call it uh, as, a, yeah. as a company. Um, let's maybe make the turn to, to DexLab. Mm -hmm. So for someone who doesn't know it, <laughs> what is DexLab? So the DexLab, basically the name itself, DexLab, stands for Digital Experience Lab. And as the name suggests, it's a collection of digital devices brought together in one room. 
so it's funded by the Department of Marketing and Supply Chain together with SBE itself. So it's co-funded uh, by the two. And uh, what we saw over the years was that as researchers, we were collecting a lot of digital devices, and uh, such as AR, iPads, uh, even just laptops and things like that. And what the problem with these new devices is, is if you are using them for one experiment or for one project, they end up being stored in your office and never being touched again. And of course, with VR, um, we are still in the early stages of it, so the devices become obsolete very, very quickly. So it's such a shame to spend so much money on these devices and then just keep them and collecting dust in your office. So what our idea was, why don't we create a room in which we store these devices and at the same time provide a space for educators, students, researchers, basically anybody within the UM community to rent out these devices or use them in the lab and really take advantage of the technology while they're still fresh um, and up to date, let's say. Well, it's, uh, I think, a great initiative then for everyone to um, make a first step into this new future mm -hmm. we are, we're headed to, um, one could say. So how could someone from our UM network, so from University of Maastricht, um, engage with, with the DEX lab? What's, what's yeah. the way? Great question. So we have an internet page, which is currently available for all staff, uh, in which you can see our booking procedure, for example. And the room is also available on the resource booker now, which we're very happy about because it streams align the booking procedure. Uh, so people can see where it's when it's available and they can simply book um, to meet me or to meet with uh, the other people I work with, my colleagues, and get to know what, what the possibilities at the lab are. Beyond that, we bring the DEX lab to students more often than not. So we have this thing called the digital, um, digital breakout sessions where we bring these devices into the classrooms. We're currently doing this with a course called services marketing, uh, where students every session or more, most sessions get to use one of these devices like VR or a robot or iPads and integrate it within their facilitations. So the devices that we have in the DEX lab can also be taken out of the DEX lab itself. And we invite all course coordinators to come and talk to us, see what's possible, and hopefully take advantage of these technologies in one way or the other. You now built, I think, the perfect bridge to also one of the main questions we want to talk about today, which is how can VR be used in the future of education? And as you mentioned, bringing VR into the classroom mm -hmm. or more specifically into business education is one of the things you're also passionate and very interested about. Um, so, okay, how, how does it work today at SBE? How do we incorporate this into education? Yeah, so currently we the main use we are making of virtual reality in our classrooms is through presentation skills. So we discovered a, we tested a lot of different softwares available on the market that allow you to train your pub, public speaking skills. And we uh, landed on one called virtual speech. And together with the course coordinator of presentation skills, her name is Melanie Monfrance, we have been integrating this for uh, the past two semesters uh, where students now have an assignment in VR where the day before their actual final presentation in class, they get to come and test out and practice their presentation in virtual reality. 
And what what the, our aim is, is to see whether or not this is actually beneficial to the students and whether it prepares them for their final presentation. And we think so far, initial feedback from the students has been very positive. Uh, they're very excited by the new technology and they also see value in practicing in front of a realistic audience, which is one of the biggest advantages of using virtual reality. So to give you an idea of how it works, uh, students come to the VR assignment, as I said, the day before uh, their final presentation, and the assignment itself takes approximately 30 minutes. So the first 10 to 10 minutes or seven minutes, the students actually have to get to know the VR device itself. Because even though students are generally known for being tech savvy, we can't assume that they've had past experience with the device, or more specifically with the device we use, which is an Oculus Quest 2. Um, so they, first of all, get to know the device and the controllers by playing a quick game called First Steps. After that, they move into another room where they practice their presentation. And as I said, one of the advantages of practicing in VR is the realistic audience, but most importantly, also the real-time feedback that the, the software provides. Uh, so it gives you feedback on elements such as your pace of voice, uh, your eye contact skills with the audience, the amount of filler words you're using, such as um, so, and like. Uh, so all things generally related to a student's presentation form. And what we see is that uh, tutors generally spend a lot of time providing feedback to students' presentation content, right? So generally overlooking whether they're presenting in a correct way or correct form. This is something that's generally limited to certain types of courses, such as presentation skills. Uh, but in other courses, it might still be beneficial to use this VR assignment just to continue enhancing a student's presentation skills um, because that's one of the core objectives when going to higher education, right? So uh, currently that's how we use it for presentation skills, but we also use it, as I said briefly earlier, uh, in other courses where we want to see how VR can be connected to the content of that course specifically. So for example, in services marketing. Um, but yeah, those are the current applications, but I'm sure in the future we'll, we'll see some more as well. Yeah, I think a great way to also get in touch with it very practically, right? Mm -hmm. So if I just think back, I think two years ago we had also a presentation skills skills course in the skills yeah. period here in Maastricht. I think this would have been super super exciting to, to try out and also I think prepares you quite nicely for potential future scenarios, whether you're giving a speech in front of a huge audience or yeah. whatever it may be. Can you already tell us a bit more about the impacts that you see this kind of exercise mm -hmm. has on the quality of presentations mm -hmm. uh, for students. Uh, so I think there are two types of impacts, right? On one hand, how much are they improving in the quality they present? The other impact is just in general, how well does it add to the educational experience itself, right? Yeah. So more, more generally speaking, is there something you can share already? Um, I think students are very excited by it, which of course increases their motivation to do a good job in their final presentation. And that's the first impact that we see for education purposes. In terms of improvements in presentation quality, we also see that students now are more confident when presenting in front of their classroom because they had a chance to finally present in front of a realistic audience. I'm sure as a student, you know what it's like to practice for a presentation. You either do it in front of your mirror or if you're very, very motivated, you do it in front of a friend or somebody, a real person. But most, uh, most often students don't even go that extra step, right? They just stand in front of their computer and practice in their head. So confidence is a big 
the first impact that we see, uh, and also reduced communication anxieties, right? Because now they've had a chance to practice, they're confident about what they're speaking about, so they're also more motivated to deliver a very good presentation. Also, one uh, anecdote actually that just appeared in my mind. Um, there's one program at our university called the International Case Competition, mm -hmm. where it's all about solving cases, but then also an integral part is presenting those solutions yeah. in front of an audience. And I just know that this can be, I think, quite a learning curve if there's for the first time judges sitting in front of you yeah. and you need to, you know, uh, they need to keep a straight face and you still try to present in a, in a nice way and um, keep your train of thought and mm -hmm. be convincing at the same time. So I think those are also applications that could be super interesting for the future. Uh, here at SBE. Not to spoil anything, but mm -hmm. yeah, this okay. is in the works <laughs> as well. We had a discussion about this and we see a lot of potential, especially for the case competition students, uh, because of the multiple scenarios that are available within this program that we use, right? So students could be able to start simply by presenting to a small audience, just as it is in the case competition itself, and over time work on presenting in front of larger and larger audiences as well. So let's turn now from this very specific example and also mm -hmm. application of VR in education to maybe a more general discussion about VR in education. And I think namely there are two perspectives to it. We have the students, and you mentioned already they're super excited, mm -hmm. boost the motivation, has all sorts of positive impacts. But on the other side, there's also the teacher's perspective, yeah. right? So um, maybe let's shed some light on, on just the question, should we use VR in education? Pro, con, maybe let's just go from here. Absolutely. So if you ask me as a teacher, of course, I'm going to be very pro, right? I've been studying this for the past uh, year and a half now, and I see a lot of benefits and potential for it. If we look at past studies in which teachers' perceptions were asked about VR integration in education, generally the perceptions are positive, meaning that teachers are willing to learn and accept how to use virtual reality within their classrooms. However, there is not yet enough education or training for teachers to fully grasp the full potential of VR in education. So in that sense, they're not fully capable of understanding or willing to understand how to integrate it. So on one hand, we really need to train teachers about the potential benefits. So that's the first downfall. Teachers are reluctant to accept it because it is considered to be quite time consuming. Um, of course, when you have your own course and your course structure, All of a sudden, integrating new VR elements within it, of course, requires some shuffling around. So in that sense, it requires some time to be spent at the start of this process. However, in the long run, we see that it actually benefits teachers in terms of time saving. Uh, so teachers can actually delegate some of the work that they, re they currently have to do themselves within the class to the VR device itself. For example, the, the most practical example I can give you is the one with presentation skills. Now teachers need to provide a lot of feedback to their students in terms of the presentation form. Instead, now the VR device can take care of that. So on the one hand, there's a lot of excitement from the teachers as well, but on the other hand, there's not enough education or knowledge or um, yeah, they're not looking into enough what can be done. And that's where I think I come in to do that research and to, sh to see the possibilities and also the potential limitations. Of course, there's a lot of costs involved as well, which makes teachers hesitant to invest in these devices. Uh, there's some safety issues and also maybe some health-related issues such as motion sickness that could also make teachers a little bit hesitant as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you that this, I believe, has the potential to be an enabler for better education mm -hmm. at a really large scale because you can basically solve a lot of manual issues that teachers now need yeah. to do in the 
in the classroom um, by applying technology to it, right? And uh, perhaps also I think the VR glasses and the presentation skills example you mentioned probably gives you even better feedback points much more objectively yeah. than if a tutor is sitting in the classroom and trying to, you know, give uh, valid feedback on that. So I think that's uh, definitely big, big upside. Mm -hmm. But as you, uh, I think, indicated already a bit, there are some maybe risks and also disadvantages just to take into consideration. And personally, I'm pretty interested about the risks. So what are the things we need to be careful about in order to make this right and not, you know, let it end in failure? So is there, is there some risks that you can, yeah. you can see? I think the biggest risk is setting the right expectations, right? As a teacher, it's easy for me to go into cl in the classroom and say, oh, today we're going to be using VR in the classroom. And of course, students, as I said, will get excited. But then maybe we have some technological issues during the assignment that makes students' ex students experience go down a little bit, right? So setting the right expectations and telling students, look, we are getting to know this technology still. As educators, we don't know yet how to use it perfectly. There might be some technological issues throughout our assignment, so make sure to keep an open mind. And what we see so far is that students are really able to grasp this concept. And uh, as, you, as I said, we are the most technological savvy generation of our time, so they understand that there is this risk. Uh, but at the same time, it's quite easy for us to overcome it And over time, we see that there's a great improvement in students' motivation, also when it comes to using these devices. And it's just a little bit of a learning curve uh, to overcome it. So generally, we can say that the benefits outweigh the risks, but we still need to keep a close eye on these risks. Okay, I think that's a, a good takeaway. Um, <laughs> of course, always if there's something new, people are reluctant to change, and also mm -hmm. things need to mature a bit step by step. Uh, however, I think it's uh, at the current state, definitely the way you mentioned it, that there, are, I think, are significant benefits that are worth trying to grasp and also realize in the future. Yeah. Talking about the future, I know, and I think we all know, how difficult it is to predict the future. Yes. I mean, it's, it's nearly impossible. Uh, I think there's even a quote saying, well, the best way to predict the future is to create it. However, one thing that you, um, I think, are probably also a bit interested in, also I am interested, is just where's the future headed with VR. Right now, we already have those first early applications of VR, also in education or business education more specifically. Mm -hmm. But is there a picture that we can paint from beyond where we are today? Yeah, as I said earlier, I mentioned the big buzzword, the metaverse. And as you said as well, there's a lot of companies investing a lot of money into this. So I think we are all, everybody in this field of VR, AR is really excited to see what's to come with that. Uh, but we still don't know yet what, where that's going to go. And for those of you who maybe don't know what the metaverse is, uh, it's uh, just as VR, it's really hard to define. Uh, but we can generally say that it's a space in a virtual world where people can play games, collaborate, socialize, or even maybe collaborate, even learn. And that's what we are most interested in seeing, uh, how people can actually learn in these environments. And so far, I've, we've been using VR in a very individualistic kind of way. So the student puts on the VR glass, he, he or she is immersed in this virtual world, and then he is, or she is not in contact with anybody else. It's just themselves working on this assignment. And what I think would be very interesting to see is how we can actually engage with other students in a virtual environment. We did this briefly last year with an app called Engage, where students were actually pitching to each other within a virtual environment. But what might be very interesting to see is how students actually prepare for a team assignment in VR. You know, a problem as a student that often occurs is free writing, right? But 
when you are forced to be in a virtual environment with no distractions because you can't look at your phone, you can't look at anything else, would that change your perception and motivation to participate within your teamwork? I think that would be very, very interesting to see. An exciting thought to consider for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. Um, I think I got a good overview also about what we are is doing today in education, how we're also using it. I think it was quite surprising to me actually to find how far we are because we hear this word in the news, but really understanding practically, okay, what exactly are we doing with it? It was truly exciting also with presentation skills, of course, that, that's what we talked about. Is there one thing or one takeaway or another aspect we did not mention yet that you would like to, to share um, right now? Yeah, I think we talked a lot about virtual reality in education, but I think it's important to think about also the other new technologies that are currently emerging and how we kind of take advantage of those as well. Uh, to give you an example, we are working on a project in which we're developing a text analysis tool uh, to use in combination with our virtual reality um, to provide students with feedback on their written skills, right? So virtual reality takes care of the presentation skills or the oral skills, but why not use also a tool to provide feedback on the written assignments? So I think in general, the combination of these two could alleviate a lot of the teacher's duties and provide them with time to spend on the creation of more interesting business cases or more interesting activities during the class so that they don't have to spend as much time providing feedback, but rather creating a more engaging environment for the students. So that's something that we're currently working on that we're really excited about at the department and that we look forward to roll out um, starting the next academic year. Well, that's awesome. So a more personalized, tech-enabled future in education yes. is something we're all headed towards. So with those words in mind, Roberta, thank you a lot for taking the time today to chat with me about the work you do, about the Dex Lab, but also VR in general, and what we're doing currently at SBE or UM-wide with uh, virtual reality. To the other ones listening uh, or watching on YouTube, uh, I'm happy to welcome you back for another episode very soon. But uh, with this in mind, again, thank you, Roberta. Thank you for having me. And if you would ever like to come visit the Dex Lab, Uh, just let us know. <laughs> Website, we're going to put in the show notes uh, down below so anyone okay. can book an appointment or even have a look. Thank you so much. Thank you again. <laughs>